and welcome back to Better Than Before, the podcast that is here to inspire and empower you to make positive changes in your life so you can become the happiest, healthiest, and most fulfilled version of yourself. Whether you're looking to improve your relationships, boost your productivity, or simply find more laughter, joy, and meaning in your everyday life, I've got you covered. I'm your host, Yami Mufti Fraze, and I am thrilled to have you join me on this journey. Remember, my goal for you is simple, to help you leave each episode better than before. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Today is part two of the podcast episode with my husband, Taz. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we had some questions from Instagram that we didn't get to finish because there was a lot of good stuff in the other episode. If you haven't listened to that one, I'd link it, I'll link it down below so you can listen to it. But a lot of good little nuggets on how we handled um, postpartum um, differences that a like new baby things have changed yep. our story and like how we got together how we met all that good stuff and yeah. now we're gonna finish that conversation and get into a little spicy because we got warmed up we were like okay how do we yeah. how do we approach this yeah. like questions and everything now we're ready <laughs> like we're ready he really wants to talk about sex so we're, we're just gonna go right all the time. <laughs> Okay. No, wait. I also <laughs> do want to mention, what'd you say? Wait. <laughs> I also do want to mention that our baby girl woke up, but she tends to chill for a little bit in her crib. So we're going to see how far we can get um, until she, she joins us. Yeah. She makes an appearance. Yep. And pl- so. also, we only have one bar on this battery. So All right. Let's do it. We'll let's just get happens. to it. Okay. You want to ask questions, I feel like. I do. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Um, we're just getting right into this. We're no, just going to jump right in. No, no small s- talk. No small talk. No yeah. foreplay. <laughs> no foreplay. That's <laughs> good. Right I know. When you're funny, you're funny. Usually I know, you're I not got that it. funny. I got it. Sometimes <laughs> I was like. Um, no, I think uh, one of the big topics. <laughs> showed me a video of her in a crib. One of the big topics that I don't think gets talked about enough is just sex after having a baby. Yeah. And how the dynamic can affect um, the marriage. Yeah. Um, because obviously before, you know, I haven't to worry about like healing and like, obviously a lot of stuff happened down there and, um, your, your have, your body's having to recoup from that. In addition to like your body has completely changed mm. physically. Are you saying I look different? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing with him like that. Wait, what do I say here? No. Cause I know we've had conversations like yeah. your body image is like yeah. a big concern. Um, you're out, you're your body changes after you have a baby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like there's no way around it. And so navigating those waters and still trying to be like intimate and like physical. And how does that, how does that play? How does that dynamic work? Mm-hmm. How does that, how has that been for you? Cause we've talked a little bit about it. Um, but I think it's more so for the people listening mm-hmm. than it is for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how you've navigated that change. I'm still navigating, mm-hmm. I would say. And it's, um, only, it's only seven months. Yeah. So we're still pretty early on. Yeah. I would say. So I had a rough pregnancy in, ter- in which I couldn't work out. I just didn't. I just felt like Luna was in my vagina the entire time. So anything was hurting or anything that I would do would hurt me. And then obviously I was just nauseous and gross. And so I couldn't work out. And um, postpartum now I look back and I'm like, oh, you should have tried harder. You should have tried harder. But that's because I don't remember 
how bad I felt. Mm-hmm. I think we like to remember like the good stuff and we, we tend to forget like the hardest, the hard stuff. So, cause I've heard as soon as that baby is born, it's like, you kind of forget. Oh yeah. It's you, so annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, I can do this again. No, <laughs> no I don't want uh, to. do you remember what happened? <laughs> All that to say is that I struggle with like the guilt of not working out, like not taking care of myself, quote unquote. Um, when I was pregnant, which I did to the best of my ability, but there <laughs> are did. just times where I was just like, give me something that's a carb. Yeah. Um, I didn't really eat horribly. I just didn't really work out. And you weren't moving as much. I wasn't moving as so much. So that was a big thing. Yeah. All that to say is that I struggle with not only the body thing, but also like the guilt of not doing what I think I should have done or what people t- tell me I should have done. Um, but body image is something that I struggled with prior to giving birth. If uh-huh. you know my story, you know that I've dealt with that for a long time. Um, and it got better, like leaps yeah. and bounds better, but there's always going to be that like little, I don't think it ever goes away completely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all that long winded answer to say that it's gotten, it's like, what's that term? Like it's reared its ugly head again. Yeah. You know? And it's resurfaced, so resurfaced. Know. Yeah. And I'm now weighing, I don't know, 45 pounds more than I was before I gave birth. And so, or not gave birth before I got pregnant. Mm. And so it's something my, this body is, I feels like it's not mine. And I'm just like, when are you going to go home, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> because I just feel heavy and lethargic and I just don't feel like myself. And so if I was already struggling with my body, before mm. getting pregnant, I mean, imagine now. Yeah, you just toss that little mm. factor in there, being pregnant and mm-hmm. growing a growing a human. Um, I will say though that when I was pregnant, I was like, I don't give a f. I'm pregnant. I'm sexy. Now I'm like, okay, now I'm not pregnant. What's my <laughs> excuse? <laughs> You're still sexy. Man. Thanks, baby. You really are, and that's just Thanks. not because I'm your husband. Like you. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. All right. We can talk about this, but let's keep it PG. <laughs> Your Sorry. mom is probably going to listen to this. Okay. Sorry. And that's just weird for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I have to like give myself a pep talk for. Right. You got this. You're sexy. You're sexy. It's mm-hmm. like, I just imagine like one of those movies where you talk to yourself in the mirror. I don't do this, but talk to yourself in the mirror. You like, lean forward on the vanity. You, you stare at yourself. You are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can totally see you doing that too. No, ma'am. No. Um, so yeah, that is something that I struggle with, but that's also like stupid because once you're in it, it's like, yeah. And Taz does do a really good job of making me feel like I'm beautiful all the time. So it's not, it's just like, it's just our, the little voices in our heads that make us feel inadequate. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even then, like from a, from a guy's perspective <clears throat> now talking about like my experience with uh, the pregnancy and then postpartum, like that sympathetic weight game <laughs> is real <laughs> and not to make it about me, but like, I think there's another aspect of like um, being physical um, and intimate after giving birth. And then like guys, you might have gained a little bit of weight as well. You might be dealing with some like, Oh, like, I'm now heavier than I was before. So I think there's, it's not as extreme. I'm not going to say mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. on the same level, but I don't think it's also talked about 
Like I definitely gained some weight, you know, yeah. during that period. We get all those like, throwback we, pictures and we're like, who the heck are those what people? What the heck? Like in the, in the middle of the night, like if, if she was needing something to eat, like I would probably eat as well. And so it's like, yeah, I would eat with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'm a giver. <laughs> what can I say? Um, so there's definitely some on, on my side as well of like, okay, my body's not where I want it to be either. And, um, I definitely have, I'm, I'm a little bit self-conscious as well. Um, and I think it's definitely played into how much we stay physical. I don't know what's going with that really. <laughs> but I but it's good it's, to talk about that because I feel like not a lot of men talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But again, I don't want to take away from what's going on in the woman's body because it's leaps and bounds. No, you're more, not. I, I don't serious. No, and, but that first time back was, oof, that was rough. Was it scary? Yes. So what was going through your mind the first time we did it? <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Ow, 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 ow. I don't want this. I don't want this. Take it away. <laughs> and you were very clear about like if it was too much or. No, like, I could not not say anything. It hurt so bad. Yeah. Or like we had to stop. Like, I mean, you were very clear whether or not like you wanted Honestly, to stop or not. This might be TMI, but it literally felt like I got the husband's stitch. Really? Yes. Wow. Interesting. I will say. Do you know what the husband's stitch is? It did feel like you got the husband's stitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be a different kind yeah, of podcast. Well, if you don't know what the husband's stitch, and it's kind of like, what do you? I don't. I don't. It's not like people look down on it sometimes. Like people get judged. People, what's the one I'm looking for? People are like, "Ugh, you expect me to get the husband stitch for my husband?" Like I. Did not get the husband stitch. That's not what we're you saying here. You didn't request here. it. I didn't request it. I don't think my doctor gave it to me, but that's what I'm saying. That's what it would probably feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the husband stitch is when, if you have, if you give birth via um, vaginal delivery, vaginal delivery, they stitch you up a little bit more. If you if you tear, yeah. If you tear, they'll go in and they'll fix the tear, but then they'll do an extra stitch, extra stitch to make it tighter. You know, yeah. And that's the husband stitch because that's it'll benefit the husband. Although I don't know if that's a real thing. I didn't I look into it. Be. I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, that's just me trying to be funny. Don't. If there are any yeah. OBs listening, like, yeah. is it a real thing? We should ask our OB. Is we that should a real ask thing? a real. Yeah, we should ask her. And text her. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. We're done. We're, she's done with me. I'm you, not going to bother her. <laughs> she's like, see, after we gave birth, after she gave birth, I say we, after we had the baby. She was like, see you in six months. I was like, no, I was like, you, no you will not. <laughs> Do not put that on me. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, no, it was, it was very painful. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this in the last podcast, but um, it, I think now, I think must, it must've been what month, six and a half that it felt semi-normal where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, this is not bad. Yeah. We're well, back. There we go. We're back, vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's back. Oh, <laughs> We gotta Next put a warning. Question. Our moms cannot listen to this, yeah, please. No, this we need to put like a filter. Yeah, like keep them off of it. Keep the moms away from um, this podcast. Yeah. Um, Any other sex questions before we move on to the next question? No, I think that was that was primarily like how how you approached sex and intimacy, physical intimacy after, and any advice you would give to. Other women going through it. I will say that Taz made it easy uh, because of the way he was with me after 
I gave birth. If he had not been as intentional, I would have been like, oh, no, stay the hell away from me. Like, you expect me to be doing all of this, and then, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the husband needs to, like, be a husband. Yeah, for um, sure. I agree. And again, like I said, it's not a give and take relation. It's not like I do this and you do that. and you. But, but there it, are times where it is. There yeah. are definitely times where yeah. it is. Oh, didn't you want to talk about um, being the breadwinner or whatever? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's just move into that subject. All right. You sent me, so you sent me something on TikTok or was it Instagram? It was one, one of those platforms. Um, and it was this video of this guy. Um, basically, what was it? I don't even remember. Um, but it was talking was it? about how, I don't know. How he felt that his wife was like making more money than oh, yeah. him and if it like emasculated him. But it was like this funny video. It was like him running around the house like being super happy and like how she how he's like super proud of her and yeah. Um how it doesn't emasculate him. And I think as men providing it's like mandated. You know, men are the like provide for the household. Um, but it doesn't just mean financially. Mm. I, I think that's a common misconception. Um I think you're to provide a spiritual covering. I think you're to lead the household um, in a lot of decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, so lead in other ways other than just, hey, here's a paycheck. I'm paying for everything. So with that being said, it doesn't emasculate me that she's the breadwinner. And she is the breadwinner in this relationship. Right girl bossed a little too hard. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Now you're stuck with it. No, uh, uh, ho- hopefully not for yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, but in the season, yeah, she's definitely the breadwinner. Not saying that my job doesn't provide anything, but yeah. she does make more money than me. And I love that for her. That's I do. Cute. I love that for her. It doesn't, it doesn't threaten me at all as a man if she yeah. makes more money than me. Yeah, I think kind of like what we said earlier, like sometimes it will be a give and take. I think sometimes... I'll be the breadwinner. Sometimes he'll be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't think that it's always going to be a balance in terms of finances, who does more around the house. It, it, there's going to be ebbs and flows of everything because I have my own business. And sometimes like launch week, I'll be like working super hard and he'll have to cook more or mm-hmm. do the cooking and do the dishes. Or if he has to work more for a certain shoot like i'll have to be home doing mostly everything and it's never going to be that balance but i think it's really um beautiful when the other person can just pick it up without like making a fuss about it yes like it's like oh guess what i cook tonight yeah so you're cooking tomorrow night yeah like it's not like no if there's a couple weeks where one person's cooking more than the other or one person's cleaning more than the other or one person's working more than the other um, that's just how, how life is yeah. sometimes for sure. But yes, I am the breadwinner right now and he has never been, except he like asks for money a lot. Like I do. Can I go out and like <laughs> buy this and that? No, absolutely not really. No, but I, I, and I'm going to be a thousand percent honest. Sometimes it's nice to like not have to, and it's not like I pay for things. Like he still pays for the like, like dinners and stuff. And like, he's still doing that. It's just the more money is coming in from my side. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like I'm taking him out to dinner and like, 
It's not like that Why at not? all. No, she's not my sugar mama. No. I mean, she's making more money, but it's not like she's paying for, yeah, she's not paying for dinners. Like we're, technically we're both paying for dinners. I think we just want to talk about how you shouldn't feel emasculated if your woman makes more. Mm-hmm. I actually had a good conversation with my friend Ahmed yesterday because he just got engaged and we were, we were talking about finances and he was like, how do we approach like making our finances one? How do you guys approach it? Um, because Yami does make more than me right now. And so like, how does that play into paying bills? How does that play into like, is it percentage based? Like, okay, she's making, you know, six, you know, 50% more. Is she handling a higher percentage of mm. monthly bills? Mm. Um, and the answer is yes, currently. So I am. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so that's how we approach it. Like she's making more money right now. So she's going to put a little bit more towards, um, the overall expenses for the household. Um, and if the, the situation changes and I start making more or she's making less, um, we, we reevaluate. Like I think every few months we, we kind of revisit our financial situation and see if, Hey, did I get a raise? How's her business doing? Um, what is our, what are our expenses? Has, have we cut down on anything? Are we not paying anything monthly anymore that we can reevaluate? So we just reevaluate everything and, Kind of make sure we're on maybe the same like page. twice a year. Twice a year, yeah, yeah. Ideally, it's quarterly, but we don't have major changes in our finances right. every three months. Um, so that's kind of how we approach it, and it works out mm-hmm. pretty well. And we're always very communicative about any changes as well, because <clears throat> I think that can be another big tension point in marriages is, is finance. Yeah, I think it's actually the number one cause of divorce mm. is when finances, mm. and if they aren't on the same page and. Um, there's questions about like what's happening. And I think we're very clear about, or I try and be clear about um, if anything changes. Cause I do handle a lot mm-hmm. of finances. Mm-hmm. Like if she tried to pay our electric bill, she would have no idea. I wouldn't. No. And it's fine. And that's totally, I totally own that. Because I have too much owning. going on right now that I cannot. And I'm fine with owning that. Yeah. So he does it all. <laughs> and as we talked about in the previous podcast, I'm much more analytical and logical. So actually working with numbers and making sure everything's working together, um, it's a strong suit of mine. And make, having everything in line on top of everything that she has going on, if I were to put that on her or if we were to split it half and half and be like, okay, you have to take care of these finances, I have to take care of these, and we just got to do it. Like that would not work out very Mm-mm. well because something would get dropped mm. and then we would have our water bill shut off, yeah, water shut off. For sure. And then, you know... Um, so I pay I, for my car <laughs> and my credit card. That's it. Yeah. And, and that sometimes so is too I, much for me. <laughs> it's like, babe, did you, you get a notification <laughs> that you didn't pay? I did. Um, so that works for us. Like in, in, if in your relationship, like somebody handles everything on one side and they enjoy it um, and it works for you guys. Like it's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. Don't feel like, Oh, I have to handle the finances Yeah, because like, I don't, I definitely don't think that because I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy knowing. And if oh my God, sometimes he'll like wake up. I'm talking about like we just woke up and I'm like, what are you doing on your phone? He's like paying the water bill. I'm like, you just woke up. Like have your coffee first. I'm like, I'll get it. How I'll get, do you do that? No, because I'll get an email first thing in the morning and then I'll just do it right then and there just because like the day gets busy. Oh, he's so like, good with that. I'm actually the worst. I'll get an email. I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it later. Mm, don't take care of it. <laughs> but at least, you know. Um, finances check, sex check, 
Um, we want to finish with one last question. Yes. Or actually two more. How do you guys work out differences in parenting styles, if any? This will be short because we don't we don't differ a lot on a lot, but we do differ on one thing. And we haven't gotten to the point yet. So we keep talking about it. We keep mm-hmm. coming up and we have like little discussions here and there. And I think we're coming to an agreement, but um, it's just communication. And um, if you heard the last podcast, we talked about how he was raised versus how I was raised. He was spanked and then they talked to him about it and he understood why he was doing it. But then after that, it was normal. Whereas in my family, we would get yelled at, we'd get hit. Um, and we'd probably have the, um, the silent treatment for a little bit. And then like, uh, literally you we would not know when, but things would go back to normal without mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. So it's something that I have to work through. I think if what, what specifically work through types of discipline, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. The discipline, because I just can't imagine hitting my daughter. And that he's going to say, you're not hitting her, you're spanking her or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think. I can't imagine either. That's not like I. I no, I, I know. And we talked about. It. No, no, no. And we talked about like there was a video that I saw that someone said something like, oh, if my daughter speaks back to me, I'm going to spank th- or I'm going to hit the crap out of her. That's like you like looking forward to hitting your child once your child's not even yeah. born yet. Yeah, that's not OK. No, not OK at all. No. Um, but then we have friends that do discipline their children by spanking them and similar to what Taz's family did, it's, it's been fine. And Taz is a good example. He doesn't have trauma. So like my thing is I don't want her to have any trauma. Yeah. And I know that she, I, I, there's stuff that's going to happen that I cannot avoid or, but mm-hmm. I, I want to do my very best to not have her to have to that deal her. with trauma. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And I think the biggest difference between what, happened with you and what happened with me was the intentionality behind it. Yeah, for sure. It was, I think a lot of time when you were disciplined or when you were hit, it was out of anger Mm. and true discipline doesn't come from a place of anger. You, yeah, as a parent, you're angry that your child disobeyed you, but you're not responding in anger. Right. Um, You're responding actually in love because you need to teach your child right from wrong. Yeah. Um, and so you're not blindly out of rage hitting them. You're, you're telling them, this is exactly why I'm doing this. You, there are consequences to your actions. Yeah. And you have to suffer these consequences. Um, something my parents say now um, is that the pain of the discipline needs to outweigh the joy of the disobedience. Mm. So your mom told me that when she was here and it's, it's, it's so true. Children is, are going to test you and they're going to push you and they're going to figure out how far, how much they can get away with. And, um, they're going to get joy out of that. They really are. I mean, I, I, and I agree with all of this. It's not like we don't agree on this. It's just, I don't know. We're trying to figure out how to like, cause, the, cause there's the argument of like, Oh, if your child hits you, you're going to respond yeah. by hitting them. But there's a big difference between why they hit you and why you're hitting them. And that's what the child needs to understand. I really think it's making it super clear why you're doing what you're doing. Um, Cause you're not hitting them for hitting you. You're hitting them for disobeying you. Yeah. 
And and obviously this comes at a point where they can understand exactly what they're doing. Because yeah. then like obviously Luna's seven months. We're not if she f- starts flailing around, she hits you, like she doesn't know. She she doesn't even know how to talk yet. Right. Um so she's not really gonna understand like what it means when we say no. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't get it yet. But when children do they get to that point of understanding and then deliberately going against what their parents said, then that's that's the point where yeah, you need to get a little bit more serious with your yeah. with your discipline. Um, All that to say, though, yeah, that we were just communicating through it, and we have a little bit of time, <laughs> yeah, to like continue talking and um, figuring out how I want to go about this. Um, but yeah, it's just me working through trauma. past trauma, trauma, <laughs> yeah, and how your parents approach discipline, yeah, and learning from that, yeah. Figuring out how you want to do it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I think this whole gentle parenting thing is just, it's an excuse not to parent your child. Whoopsie. Sometimes. Okay, let's move on to the next No, question. I'll stay okay. right here. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, well, go I ahead. do. Go ahead. Gentle parenting is a sham. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a sham. You can definitely be gentle with your child and still discipline them. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I think when parents don't want to discipline their child because they don't want to feel bad about doing it. They don't want to. So they're, they're basically protecting themselves. Mm. I don't want to feel bad about disciplining my child and making them cry. So, you know, I'm just not going to do it at all. I'm going to talk to them nicely and I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them do what they want. And that's just like, you're a parent. You can't let your child do whatever you want. Yeah. Do whatever they want. Right. And, uh, I think I get the concept of gentle parenting. Maybe not even the concept. I or think like it's okay I, to a certain idea, extent. The idea I think that it. you need to discipline your children. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let them run you. I think that's a big issue with like the most recent generation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that they never got told no. Mm. Um, they never had consequences for their actions. So that when somebody does tell them no, they flip out. And they can't handle that. Yeah. So... I'm sorry, is she it's standing? A very, it's a very complex issue. Uh, no, she's kneeling. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking at our baby monitor to make sure she's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're still talking through all of that. Parenting styles. Yeah. We have differing parenting styles, even down to, like, letting Luna experience things for herself. Like, I'm very, like... Hands-free. If, <laughs> if she's, I don't know, doing something, and she, like, falls down, and she starts to cry... I'm not going to scoop her up right away. I'm going to like be there for her. I'm going to hold her hands. I'm going to look at her. I'm going to talk to her, but I'm going to let her realize like, Oh, I'm actually okay. Like I'm not, I'm not hurt. Like if she, but if she face plants and I see her actually like destroy her nose off the ground, like, yeah, I'm going to pick her up because I know that hurt her. Um, but I also want her to understand like she, a lot of the things that happened to her aren't the biggest deal. Meanwhile, I'm over here like swooping her up the first time she like starts to meh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let her go. I'm like, no. Let her cry a little bit. No. Like, a little crying is. I love is, her so okay. much. I and I just want to guard her from everything. I know. I know. I'm going to cry. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to finish on this last one? Yeah. Big see. life dreams or goals and hopes as a couple, family for kids, et cetera. Mm. 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 Do you have anything you want to say? I think I have a general idea. What's that? I... And mom and dad, if you're listening, this is not a dig at you, but I just, I, I want to do for Luna what I think our parents couldn't do for us. Yes. 
That's it. Which I think is normal. I think they did the best that they could. Yeah. And I think it's time for us to do the best we could. And we've mm-hmm. learned. Yeah. So it's from not their like mistakes. A, yeah, it's like not like a dig. It's almost like the rite of passage. Like we learn from our parents' mistakes so we don't make those mistakes. Right. Again. And so whatever it is, like financial literacy or like teaching her certain things yeah. or, or whatever, um, set her up for success in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I just want to want to make sure she's put in a position to be successful Yeah. Um, in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's like the big dream. Right. Um, what about you? Oh my gosh. All the dreams for her. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I have so many, I don't have like dream one, dream two, dream three. Yeah. It's more so like, I want to get us to a place where we don't worry as much mm-hmm. about, why am I going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> the craziness of the world. Not to get like all Debbie Donner and stuff, but all these shootings that have been taking place recently really. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you have to say it really. It's, I think it hits a little closer to home when you have a child. Yeah. Especially when they're happening at schools, especially when they're happening at like public places. Malls. Not just at like people's homes and like people are like. Whatever. And those are those are terrible as well. But when they're happening in a place where like you have a baby and she's soon going to be at a school. Yeah. It's like I don't want her to I I don't want to have to worry about that. I don't want her to have to be in an environment where that could potentially happen. Like yeah. it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah. And um, so I'm I'll be so honest. It's terrifying. Like I'm thinking about like what are what are we gonna do? Like do we homeschool her? Do we move mm-hmm. to another country? <laughs> um, because I just want to get, like, this is not life. This is not how we were intended to live. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I don't, I can't imagine what these families have to go through now living without their babies. And, right. and I don't want to have to, I don't want to put her in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So, did not mean to cry. <laughs> um, and, in the, and, and that's just part of, like, the decisions that we have we're facing. Make, yeah. And these aren't decisions, like, the world is, is changing so fast. And, like, you didn't really have to think about this type of stuff when we were kids. Yeah. I don't think. Um, you know, so the, the parenting decisions that are had to being being made now are just so different and so new. It's like, yeah, they're hard. And at the same time, I don't want to live in fear. Right. So there's another aspect of it. Like we're living in this society right now. Either you can live in fear of it all, or you can, or you can prepare yourself as much as possible. And, um, that's another topic. Like I'm not going to get into right <laughs> yeah, now. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> I'm strapped. Okay. Um, moving on. Because I'm, I want to protect my family. Really, that's it. Um, and that's a, that's a choice that I think we we need to make is like, okay, we can either live in, in fear of it or choose to like protect yourself at all costs until a decision can be made to yeah. move to Spain or <laughs> someplace like a 
northern northern Canada where we no. just have like a hundred acres and have to see anybody. Maybe not Canada. That's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Decisions. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I just want to, like Taz said, provide um, the very best for her, and not even financially. Like I just want us to be happy, mm-hmm. not worry about finances, not worry about friggin', you know, the world. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like something about me, when somebody would ask me like, what do you wish for? Like for my birthday, whatever. It's just one simple thing. I've never had like, you want to say it's so bad, don't you? <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. I've never had like, I have X goal or whatever. It's always just to be happy, to be happy. And whether that is living in Houston or living on a farm, it's just, just to be happy. Mm -hmm. And now with Luna, it's just to be happy with her and provide, not provide happiness for her, but provide an atmosphere and an environment where she could have the joy and the happiness and, and, and live and grow peacefully. Yeah. No, it's, it's very good. Thanks. Love that. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> okay, so can I just point out that yeah. our girl has been in her crib by herself for thirty nine minutes alone, just like and she, she she's woke not up crying. She woke up thirty nine minutes ago. Yeah. So we are going to be That's good so parents funny. now. She's had her independent playtime, yep. <laughs> and now she's we're gonna literally go. folding over yeah. into her. <laughs> she does this thing where she sits and but she just folds <laughs> folds forward and like faces on the. Oh. I love the her mattress so much. And it's just funny. But yes, we got to go get her yeah. and feed her. And This was her. so fun, though. What time is it? It's 3.15. We have a call in 45 minutes. This was so fun. This was so fun. Um, will you be back on? Let's let the people decide. <laughs> bad, no, I'll be back. Bad on. answer. You should have said. Irregardless. Only if you have me. Only if you have me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. If you guys have any additional questions or if you want more and more, maybe we'll have like a, a, a not a series, of, but like a, when you come and you like do an, a takeover with me. Yeah. Maybe we'll make this more like a monthly thing, like one episode a month or something. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, talk about like current happenings and like, yeah, topics like and updates just kind of, and yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be great. I like, okay. I like that. Thank you so much for joining me. If you guys have any questions, of course, leave them down below. Thank you so much for joining us, and I will see you next week. Later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Better Than Before. I hope you loved today's episode and that you feel empowered and, of course, inspired to live better than before. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to support me in the podcast, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and rating. And if you want to stay up to date with all things better than before and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Yami Mufti and the podcast at Better Than Before Podcast. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.